0: This is the WWE podcast week in review, five weeks, just five weeks separate us from WrestleMania from the Super Bowl of wrestling. And we've got so much to get through tonight as WWE has made it very clear, very clear that they are going all in on Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, not only going all in on them as the main event of the final night, which is really a true main event, but they have now made this match a title unification match. That takes things to a whole nother level. So we're going to dive into that really deep at the beginning of the show. And then, of course, there's much more to talk about that's going on in WWE other than just, as WWE puts it, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. I've got something to say about that label, too. We're going to get everything going right after this. Dimes of Crime is a true crime podcast, but unlike any that you've heard before. Yes, they are a true crime podcast, but with a feminine twist. Richa and Haley are just two moms who talk about crazy crimes committed by women, always with a drink in hand, of course. So, if you love true crime and you want a feminine twist, you want something a little different to listen to, then take a listen to Dimes of Crime. You can follow them on any social media platform like Twitter or Instagram or TikTok at Dimes of Crime. And you can also check them out, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere that podcasts are available. Guys, check out Dimes of Crime. You'll be glad you did. Have you searched for yourself online lately? What did you find? The last thing you need is your home address and phone number readily available on the web to stalkers, debt collectors, and Karens. You need privacy pros. Privacy Pros works by pairing you one-on-one with a data specialist, monitoring over 160 sites, removing your information, and sending quarterly reports. Let Privacy Pros get their hands dirty so you don't have to. Visit privacypros.com wrestling. That's privacypros.com wrestling for more information. Start this new year off clean with Privacy Pros, the premier professional opt-out services. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. You're listening to the WWE Podcast. Yeah, the, goal, the, goal. the rated R superstar! The is! The one that everybody wants, me. Let's is going to WrestleMania! play more oh. oh! Austin 316 says I just ripped your ass. is my iron. You're gonna acknowledge me welcome to the WWE podcast week in review thank you for joining me here on this Sunday February 27th 2022 hope everybody had an excellent week and that you're ready to gear up for March March is only two days away or maybe when you're listening to this it already is March but we are inching away, inching out of winter we can feel baseball season some of you rolled your eyes right and a lot of baseball a lot of people hate baseball I gotta say baseball is very polarizing. It just is. People find it very boring. Other people love it. I'm in the love it category. I know a lot of you just are so bored by wrestling, bored by uh, baseball. But that's the season we're rolling into, and not just with MLB and March Madness, which is right around the corner. But also, uh, we have what we're here for. We're here for WrestleMania. We're here for all the speculation, all the possibilities, all the rumors. And everything else that comes with WrestleMania season, and WWE has given us a lot to talk about over the last several weeks. Some good, some bad, some in between. They've given us everything, whether they wanted to or not. And by the way, if you're interested in hearing my take on Cesaro, I did a I did a, a video, um, I did a video take on it on my website that is exclusive for VIP members on my website. So if you're interested, there. Head on over. Check out the new completely redesigned website that we spent a lot of time and, frankly, money. (laughs) I I don't have time to resign it. I I paid someone to do it. But I spent a lot of time on it, and I think it came out really really well. Easy, clean, and it's, I think, a good good, uh, refresh and coat of paint, so to say. And so check it out because right now you can get those video updates as well as everything VIP that you'd expect, like ad-free audio. Ad-free audio is also included, and right now, right now through WrestleMania, you can get 50% off the first month, which is um, $3, but if you put in this code of WrestleMania, you get the first month for $1.50. So now you may ask, well, I'm already on Patreon, but here's the thing, on Apple, on my website, you don't get the video updates, so I'll be adding that, along with some other stuff that's going to be coming down the line, plus it's kind of like a little way to put, a, put some money in our tip jar if you want to use the website and support us. It is a great way, because again, you don't get those videos ad free, or videos at all, unless you sign up for uh, the website, which again, use the discount code WrestleMania when you sign up, and you'll get your first month 50% off, so it's only a buck fifty. Pretty damn good. Alright, let's talk about WWE labeling Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Let, let, let's talk about that. I, I understand, and here's the thing. People have been attacking me on Twitter since I went after WWE for them labeling it as this for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And I said, without even watching SmackDown, I said, so you're saying to us as the fans, Hulk, Andre the Giant, WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, uh, we, I mean, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25, the end of an era with Undertaker, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels as, as the special referee. Austin Rock at WrestleMania 15, 17, 19. Uh, I mean, you're you're telling me, among many others, you're telling me, Rock Cena, that this is the biggest WrestleMania match of all time? Really? And I know WWE mentioned some of those on the show, that that it's bigger than those. It's not. And here's the thing, and here's why people have been trying to kill me, although unsuccessfully, is that they're saying, well, this is marketing. If you don't understand that this is marketing then you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know wrestling. Okay, here's the thing. Just because you're trying to market something as big as it can be doesn't mean you can just call it whatever you want and not have the fans be insulted. See, what I think they've done is is really insult the fans' intelligence. I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to make this the biggest ever. Uh, but that that's a gross overstatement. One that even as a, from a marketing perspective, you can't sell me on. I know they're a for-profit organization. I get that. But to me, to ignore all of those matches and say, well, not ignore them, but to say that those are beneath this matchup? Why? How? We've seen this match twice at WrestleMania. Yeah, we saw Austin Rock three times. But here's the thing. Those two had magic that has not been matched since. Those two were bigger stars than both Brock and Roman. That's how big of, of stars they were. Plus, we wanted to see those those two guys go at it a third time. Nobody asked. Nobody asked for Brock Roman three. Now, they're not bad together. It's not embarrassing. They're good together. They've got good chemistry, okay? But don't try to sell me on, well, it's the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, and, and, and they're just marketing. No, no, because what they've done is, is alienate and frankly insult the intelligence of fans that actually give a damn about these things, and uh, it's just it's a gross overstatement. How also can you say it's the biggest WrestleMania match of all time if it hasn't happened yet? Think about that. Anybody think about this? Uh, no, that it, it, it it's not. I mean, it, it's like when they say we're going to make history. Well, how do you know that we're going to tear the house down? How, how do you know that ahead of time? Have you, did you peer into your crystal ball? You'll hear that. You'll hear that, you know, guaranteed before WrestleMania. Somebody will say, we're going to tear the house down or we'll make history. All this. Wait, wait wait a minute. (laughs) Again, the narrative should not be making history. It's like you come to the conclusion before the evidence is presented. That's what you've done. And that's what WWE has done here is you have presented a conclusion without the evidence of the journey. So don't, that's the worst part. I, I I think that's the best possible way to explain when they talk about making history and they're going to tear the house down and we're going to have the best match on the car. Whoa, 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 First of all, that shouldn't even be your goal. I mean, that in and of itself is egregious. But also, you're telling us the end. You're telling us the conclusion, the analysis, without actually having going through anything yet. We haven't even seen the match yet, which is another, It's just another way to expose the business. But back to Roman and Brock. Uh, so I wanted to get that out there because I know some people are coming at me. It's just marketing. If you don't understand that, you don't understand marketing. Yeah, I do. Again, I understand marketing. Knowing that, seeing this as a 30 year fan, I'm ins- Not my intelligence is insulted by this. Even though they tried to address it on SmackDown, that it's bigger than Rock Austin. That's a joke. That's a joke. This is not even close to bigger. Bigger than Rock Austin. You have to be kidding. It, really? Okay, if you want to think that that's bigger than Rock Austin, take a look at the numbers. Take a look at the the uh, pay-per-view buys at the time and compare them even to network subscriptions. Take a look at the gate that they, uh, that, that they had that night. How many millions of dollars they brought in just that night. Take a look at the TV ratings and you're telling me this is the biggest? By what metric? Just, just because it's the present time? Just because we're living in it now, it's bigger? So somebody, please, come up with an intelligent argument to me. And I'm not being I'm not being insulting. I'm being serious. If someone wants to come on, I've always said this, and I do have a, a person or two lined up to come on and debate me about things, which is fun. But I'm asking somebody, please, if you really believe that this is not, it's okay, even though, yeah, I know it's not really true, but it's just for marketing. I don't care. If you're one of those people, explain to me why. Explain to me why. So, okay. Um, I think I've ranted about that long enough. But, boy, beyond the marketing uh, issue I have with Brock Roman, have they put all their eggs in one basket or what? And, and look, we haven't seen the conclusion of WrestleMania. They have said this is going to be the Sunday night WrestleMania, which is the true main event of the WrestleMania. Like, if this was one seven-hour pay-per-view, this would be the final match of the night. So they have something big planned. They, they have to. I know it's a unification match. Brock has zero chance, exactly zero chance of losing his belt in Madison Square Garden next Saturday. Nobody really cares about that because he's not going to do it. it. It's silly to even propose it. And then, you know they they're they're trying to make this again the biggest match ever, whatever. But the the thing is, they have to have something built into this match that we're not seeing because it seems as if Roman's going to beat Brock here. I mean, early call, early call is I think Rock or Brock. <laughs> Um, uh, right, did I say Rock? Yeah, I did. Uh well, there there I just buried the lead. Uh but I think that Roman Reigns wins and maybe the Rock comes out at the end and stares down Roman Reigns and then we build for a year to WrestleMania 39 in LA against uh the Rock. Maybe. But that would mean that the Rock and Roman uh, would wouldn't happen for a year, which means that what, Roman's going to be champion for another year? So, um this is this is very interesting to me because I think they have something big playing. They can't leave WWE fans pissed off at the end of the show with Roman Reigns being the double champion or whatever they call the new unified belt. I, I don't know what they'll call it. Maybe I, I, again, I made a joke that they're going to call it like the the WWE World Heavyweight Universal Undisputed uh, Championship or something like that. They'll come up with something. I don't know. Maybe they'll just simplify it. WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I'd be OK with that, too. And what belt they decide to pick. I don't know. I mean, they're both the same exact belt. So I don't know what they do. Uh, One's red, one's blue. Maybe they just make a purple belt. If you mix the colors, maybe it's just a a WWE logo with a purple background. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Maybe they change the belts. But again, beyond that, beyond the possibility of The Rock coming out at the end, to at least leave the fans happy and maybe give Roman a rock bottom leading to a year build. Beyond that, um, I see no way in which Roman loses this. I don't. It's a very, very. I think Roman is an extremely high on odds, high odds on favorite to win this, uh, because Brock Lesnar winning, I think fans would not be into. The fans may turn on this match anyway, as it stands. They may turn on this match. Um, uh, it's possible because fans realize what the that this has done to the Raw roster and not allowing them to have somebody compete for a championship. And putting it in with a 20 year veteran and uh, another guy that's already over on SmackDown that doesn't need to be put over any further. But again, uh, beyond that, I think again the fans I think could turn on this. It's a, there's a strong chance. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. But here's the thing. Here's the more interesting part. Of, beyond all this, okay, Roman wins, right? He's he's the undisputed champion. Let's call it that for now. He's the undisputed champion. What? How does that work exactly? They had to have thought about this. I mean, e- even their lack of skill and foresight has to be something that they put to the side here and, and decide to exercise their their intelligence, right? And say, okay, that means we're going to have one champion. How does that work with a brand split? Because the brand split's still in effect through what, September or whenever they decide to reshuffle things or usually like early fall. So with one champion, h- how does that work? So, Roman's a champion. Brock maybe goes back into his Saskatchewan uh, farm and and hides for a while. Okay. Uh, Roman's what? Just floating on SmackDown and Raw? Or maybe he's uh, just, he picks a brand for like a month, feuds with somebody, goes back to the other brand. This is going to be very, very weird. And and the semantics of this are very interesting because you have floating champions. Yes. Or you will. The only other floating champion you have is the women's tag team championships, which, by the way, are completely uncontested up until this week. We'll get to that. But this, to me, um, it's very interesting how they're going to work it. With a floating champion, I like less belts. That's the one positive. But how are they going to work this in exactly with a brand split where you know Roman's on SmackDown and then Raw's left with no top champion? Yes, you have the United States champion, of course, and you could work Damian Priest, whoever. So I mean, th- there are the mid card belts that would get elevated, which is a positive. But if you're looking for a top championship on on a brand that that may not exist, that may not exist while the top champion is feuding with somebody on another brand. So, or maybe they just completely end the brand split. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. That th- this is uh, something that they're going to have to think about. That that's the one. Uh, kind of drawback of this is okay. You have one champion. Less belts means there's fewer to go around, which means they're inherently worth more. I like that. And Droman is your top guy. There's nobody secondary to him. There's nobody on his on his level. All this that's fine. But how do you manage the brand split? How does that work? So they'll have to uh, think about that if they didn't already. I just gave them a uh, gave them a bit of a heads up. And let me just say, sadly, if I had to, if I'm saying this and somebody from WWE is listening. And they're thinking, oh crap, that's right. If anybody <laughs> in creative for some reason is listening to the show right now, and they're saying to themselves, Oh, whoops, didn't think of that, if they're saying anything along those lines, they should be fired. I mean, immediately. <laughs> just just gone. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the other interesting thing that didn't happen this week, but was advertised to come up this Saturday or I don't know, sometime this weekend, Friday no, 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 Thursday. I don't know. Sometime late this week. Pat McAfee is having Vince McMahon on his show. Now, uh, this is this is interesting to me because there's rumors floating around about Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon going one on one at WrestleMania. To which I'd say, what? <laughs> Who wants to see this? By the way, Ashley, Mann, great co-host, long longest running co-host on this show. I'll have to have her back on uh, soon. She had a great take on this, too, on her podcast. Go check it out. It's called the Kick Ash Podcast, K-I-K-A-S-H Podcast. She has her own, does a great job. Uh, It's about time she gets on her own. She's Not that I'm kicking her out of this show, but I think she has talents beyond just being a co-host. So I'm glad that she's doing that, and check out her take on that along with many other topics. Go subscribe, really, anywhere that you can. Um, She's there. Kick Ash. Okay. Uh, But So what I was getting at is, who's asking for this match? I, I think the answer is one man, and he's you know a step away from the nursing home. Yeah, you know, he's a step away from probably being a a dementia patient. Yeah, you know, he's, <laughs> and that is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mister Mumbling himself is putting himself on the card. Now it hasn't happened officially, so it's hard to criticize something that hasn't happened yet. And I'm interested to hear Vince on on Pat McAfee's show. Hopefully they can include subtitles throughout the show because I'm very interested to hear. Not only what Vince has to say, because honestly I am interested in anything he has to say. He's a a fascinating individual and the most, one of the most polarizing uh, sports figureheads of all time, of all time across all professional sports. He is one of the most recognized names and he is extremely, a very interesting person. So, Hopefully we can audibly hear him, and he learns to open his mouth and enunciate and slow down and not mumble. Mark my words. There's going to be probably a lot of this. there's going to be a lot of that, All right? And we're going to have to sift through the words and maybe slow down and and say, Vince, open your mouth, slow down. Okay, that's what I really hope. Maybe I'm wrong, and it just it works just fine, but. Boy, everything I've seen from Vince with Austin Theory and all those weird segments that have really gone absolutely nowhere, by the way. uh, None of that is promising, nor does it show me that Vince has any kind of mental faculties uh, left, (laughs) at least at least when it comes to on air character. It's very weird. You know, it's very weird. His mental faculties are um, they're declining. And that's it works with age. You know, I'm not not hammering him for his mental capacity failing. We're all going to be in that boat. All of us, even though Vince McMahon defeated God in a tag team match, maybe you know God, God's getting his uh, payback, I guess. Um, But anyway, so if this does result in some kind of matchup with Vince and and Pat, and maybe maybe Vince charges the desk, and it's all over ESPN, right? And and and, uh, you know they have some kind of shoot work kind of fight. I mean. I don't want to see it I'm sorry who exactly who exactly is asking for this matchup I really don't know I mean again if 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 this was to take place because I don't know if it is nobody has said if it's going to take place other than other than I've heard Dave Meltzer say that as of I don't know x-state a few days ago it was on the internal card for Wrestlemania and I hope not I really hope not, because I I don't see the point in this other than just being another reflection of Vince's narcissism. That's it. Just having to be on the card one last time in a match with Pat that really is going to be out of nowhere. So, all right, let's take a break for the sponsors of the show. Then we'll be right back with a lot more. So don't go anywhere. Have you searched for yourself online lately? What did you find? The last thing you need is your home address and phone number readily available on the web to stalkers, debt collectors, and Karens. You need Privacy Pros. Privacy Pros works by pairing you one-on-one with a data specialist, monitoring over 160 sites, removing your information, and sending quarterly reports. Let Privacy Pros get their hands dirty so you don't have to. Visit privacypros.com wrestling. That's privacypros.com wrestling for more information. Start this new year off clean with Privacy Pros, the premier professional opt-out services. Dimes of Crime is a true crime podcast, but unlike any that you've heard before. Yes, they are a true crime podcast, but with a feminine twist. Richa and Haley are just two moms who talk about crazy crimes committed by women. Always with a drink in hand, of course. So if you love true crime and you want a feminine twist, you want something a little different to listen to, then take a listen to Dimes of Crime. You can follow them on any social media platform like Twitter or Instagram or TikTok at Dimes of Crime. And you can also check them out, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere that podcasts are available. Guys, check out Dimes of Crime. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the WWE podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All right, everybody. Welcome back. And let's uh, let's jump into another topic. Let's jump into another topic. And uh, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn on SmackDown. As we all know, he defeated Shinsuke Nakamura last week, as if that's a surprise to exactly nobody. We had Sami Zayn become the new Intercontinental Champion, and I think that is more than a welcome sight for everybody listening, as the Intercontinental Championship actually is beginning to re-enter our consciousness in a way that it hasn't in 6 to 12 months. I mean, it's it's been abysmal what they've done with the Shinsuke, and it's not Shinsuke's fault. But what WWE did with the IC title, somebody should be brought up on criminal charges. <laughs> it's that bad. But we get uh, Sami Zayn coming out there, and what do you know? What do you know? Good old uh, Johnny Knoxville that will not leave. <laughs> will not leave. Continues to rear his head into the in, in, into uh, Sami Zayn's business. And, yeah, look, I, I thought it... Was total crap as far as having him even out there. Uh, I, I really hope and pray that somehow, some way, this is not a build to a Sami Zayn and uh Johnny Knoxville um matchup at WrestleMania. But I I don't believe that I'm right. I think that this is they're they're five weeks away from WrestleMania. You don't think they're gonna have Jackass involved in this? I mean, they always as I said, every year they have a celebrity. And, um, you know, Johnny Knoxville in this is, look, it's embarrassing. Uh, the problem is the crowd in, uh, where the hell were they on Friday? I can't remember. Um, that crowd, oh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. They decided to give Johnny Knoxville, like, a decent reaction. And it's that's the problem is if you want to shut this stuff down, guys, boo him. I mean, it's it's embarrassing that somebody just is able to walk in just because they're a celebrity. And get awarded an intercontinental championship match. Now, that's not what happened yet, but that's clearly where they're headed. Sami Zayn then uh, he did attack Johnny Knoxville. He hit him with a haluva kick and then another haluva kick. The first one was sold terribly. I mean, he he didn't even really go down, and, and it was bad. The second one actually looked much better. So the, I don't know if that was a, an audible called in the ring, but it was a much better kick. And I, I'm glad that um, you know seeing Johnny Knoxville. Get put down was fun. Um, this is what a bleacher report said. While Knoxville is not the most exciting competitor for Zayn at WrestleMania, this was inevitable. The Jackass Star is popular, getting loudest reaction uh of the first hour of the show from the tepid crowd. His name is still in the spotlight, thanks to Jackass Forever. So, why wouldn't WWE want to capitalize? Zane's an entertainer in every way, he sold the moment perfectly. He made clear that is more of a mental threat to him than physical. He has uh, caused Zane to lose his cool. Okay, of um, enough, enough, enough. Um, Bleacher Report, enough. <laughs> Sometimes you wonder if there's state-run radio going on here. All right, move moving on. I, I just I, I don't need the obligatory celebrity injection. And if you're going to do the obligatory celebrity injection every year, can we not involve prestigious championships? Can we can we not involve you know, championships that still have a bunch of, a lot of respect and lineage, uh, please. I mean, we're, this is not your, you know, your, um, your KB toys or your uh, Walmart bought, store bought uh, championship belt. Okay. All right. Moving on Shotzi versus Sasha Banks in, uh, on SmackDown, you know, Sasha Banks, I mentioned this last week. She's just in a weird spot. A very, very weird spot in WWE right now. You know They're not featuring her in any kind of main event way. In fact, she announced at the end of this that she is going to be challenging uh, with Naomi for the SmackDown Women's Tag Team titles. Or not the SmackDown, just the Women's Tag Team titles. So that tells you where they've got her. I, a lot of this has to do with Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar. You take those two out of WWE and you're looking at WrestleMania being completely reshuffled because there would be another path for a championship on Raw. We'd have somebody challenging likely Sasha Banks for Charlotte's uh, SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. So Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey, I, I mean, they have really, really made an impact, for better or worse. You can make a case for both on the, on the uh, WrestleMania card. But um, that, that's why I think that Sasha Banks is being kind of, Put in no man's land is, and she'll probably win the tag titles, but who cares? Didn't she already do that with Bailey a number of years ago? And then they went to you know, um, the, the abyss. And furthermore, who would want to be Sasha Banks' partner? Did they not watch Sasha's career? How many times she's backstabbed her tag team partners? Whatever. So Naomi, they can't really capitalize on her, even though she had one of the greatest matches in uh, the last couple of years on SmackDown with Charlotte last week or two weeks ago for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. And they did talk about that while Naomi was on commentary during this match, but they didn't do anything to springboard her into the main event. And look, if Ronda Rousey and Charlotte is what they're doing and they're not involving a third party, then, yeah, you have to leave everybody else by the wayside, even if it means not capitalizing on an excellent to career-defining match for Naomi. Or putting in one of the most recognized faces of the women's division of Sasha Banks. And putting her in a women's tag match at WrestleMania. It's better than the Battle Royal, i got to say. But uh, here is what WWE uh, or Bleacher Report said about Sasha Banks and Shotzi. And that is, let's see. i got to get to the analysis. Uh, this... Was better than the previous match, but it was fairly one-sided. Banks gave Shotzi a few moves, only to squash her with one strong sequence. That's disappointing, as the two women seem to have a a legit rivalry at the end of 2021. Uh, It's nice to see the legit boss back at it again. Um, By the way, next week on SmackDown, we're getting the matchup between Sonya Deville and Ronda Rousey. They're really pushing next week really hard because they're in Miami. So I think that's why we'll get to hear how many times they say the word Miami. It's got to be the over under has to be like 10, maybe more. But um, all right. Well, before we get to let's see, I'm kind of skipping all over the place from SmackDown. Um, But speaking of Ronda Rousey, Sonya Deville and Charlotte sneak attack Rousey during the um, during the interview here with Michael Cole. Rousey's always she's kind of weird on the mic. She's just a weird person in general. And I don't know, that's not a diss, nor is it a compliment. She's, the fact that she's just weird, awkward. She's just an awkward girl, a uh, woman. I mean, again, I'm neutral about how I feel about that. I don't like her on a personal level for a lot of things she said while she was away from the business. But on, on, on the um, kind of weirdness scale, She is a weird cat. She's just, I don't know. Anyway, we we got the happy baby, angry baby face. You know, as she comes out to the ring, she's smiling like it's Christmas morning. And uh, then, you know, during the interview, she started to scowl. I mean, that's that's the only range she has. There's no middle ground. I say this every time, but boy, is it true. Uh, So let's see. We did get... A little bit of a, uh, a reversal from Ronda Rousey on uh, on Naomi or not on Naomi, a reversal on Sonya Deville, but that's all the revenge she got. D plus was the grade Bleacher Report gave for this. It said this was an awkward open to the night. Rousey just did not sound confident talking about herself. She's the best woman on the planet in the ring, but struggles to sell herself on the mic. She needs a manager sooner than later. The story seems to be that Charlotte will attempt to hurt Rousey before WrestleMania to say her SmackDown Women's Championship or to save it. It makes sense, but it's hardly a big story enough to main event night one of WrestleMania 38. Yeah, but they'll do it because of the name value. So and that's exactly why, you know, Bleacher Report just killed them in the analysis before. But in this one, they're right. I give this a D too. It was not good. Um, You know, I think that Rousey is I just mentioned it is awkward on the mic. She's never been great. Even in her first run with Becky Lynch and all that, like she she's not great on the mic. Remember her avocado toast comment. She's just she, I don't know. Um, she never sounds confident on the mic because she's trying to remember her lines. Uh, I think this is if this was UFC. Remember when UFC? Some of the promos she cut in there were just like straight to the point. It felt real. Ronda Rousey doesn't feel real on the mic. It's like she's putting on an act. That's that's the thing. And I know most people are. For the you know, for the most part, most of most characters are not really how those people feel if they had to write the promos themselves. But Rhonda especially feels like she's just running through a script in her head. It's not it's not great. So I, I hear this criticism. Okay, uh, Big E and Kofi versus the Lethal Lovers, Los Letharios. How many plants in the crowd are they going to get every week? I mean, who signs up for this? What I mean by that is the kiss cam that umberto career and angel garza have at the beginning of their entrance to kiss some just perfectly placed happenstance fan that is of young um age and is easy on the eyes and is willing to do this on camera and on national television yeah we're gonna see plant after plant after plant every week i don't hate los lotharios in fact i like their gimmick and they have gelled very well they feel like a true tag team I, I really do enjoy them from a wrestling perspective and, you know, character wise, it's fine. I, I really don't have a problem with them at all. Other than just, is there really a perfect part? Does that person always have to be on the hard cam side too? Boy, you guys are lucking out every week, huh? But Biggie and Kofi Kingston here. Um, look, Biggie and Kofi get the victory. No one cares about new day at this point. Like, the only way, guys, that we're going to turn New Day into not a thing anymore is to boo it, or just stop reacting at all. The problem is, people continue to react positively to the New Day, which encourages Vince to continue on track. I, I mean, it, it, let, me, let me move off, move off the New Day train. Other, other than Biggie being an absolute embarrassment once again and completely erasing all of the good that was done with his uh, singles career, th- th- that's it. I mean, outside of Biggie turning heel. I am I mean, I've been off the Big E train for quite a while. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, it looks like, oh, by the way, it looks like uh, Ridge Holland and Seamus are going to be the next opponents for Big E and uh, Kofi. So make that what of whatever you will. Natalia versus Xia So Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs went on a test drive in a new Toyota Tundra and kayaking trip together. Yeah, um, no one cares. I can't believe I'm reading this. Let me move on. I think I caught the wrong part of the analysis. Natalia dominated Xylee early, wearing her down and stretching her out. The protector fought back, hitting an explosive arm trap suplex. The Queen of Hearts tried to get the sharpshooter locked in, but Xylee kicked her out with a roundhouse kick for the victory. So Xylee defeats Natalia by pinfall. So here is Bleacher Report's analysis, and then I'll give mine. They said it took over four months, but Xia Li finally made her SmackDown debut. The crowd was flat throughout, which did not help the match, which was fairly one uh, fairly one note. Natalia has always been good enough to allow someone to look good, but she needs a great opponent to push her. The protector did her job here, but she's just not the type of, of performer yet that can elevate her opponents. She will need to work with some of the best in the women's divisions to test her. For now, she's she got the win she needed. Well... Yeah, I mean, like, what? How are we supposed to be excited about Lee? I mean, I don't care what market they're in. You got two very, very cold performers, Natalia, who is more interested in wearing, you know, cat ears and posing for half-nude photos on her Instagram with push-up bras. Than she is about developing a character, and you know, look, she. The thing is, I think Dave realized, and she's realized that they've done everything they're going to do with her, and she's more of a gatekeeper, so to speak, for the women's division, much like Dolph Ziggler was, and is still kind of, even though he's on NXT, and uh, you can go listen to our NXT and um, full analysis by Zach Smith, by the way. But she's a gatekeeper. She knows her role. She's never going to get pushed again in terms of long-standing women's championship material. It's not going to happen for Natalia. But with Ziyi, she's the up-and-coming star. I don't care what market you're in. How exactly are we supposed to cheer for Ziyi? What has she done? What do we know about her? She's the protector. Okay. Uh, may I ask a simple follow-up question to that? What exactly is she is she protecting? Or who is she protecting from? who, who is she helping protect? What is she helping protect? Is she again? Is she the protector of a realm? Is she a protector of a person, of an ideology, uh, of good versus evil? Like, what exactly is she the protector of? Don't just give her a name and then not explain it. How are we supposed to get behind somebody like that? How are they even surprised that the crowd is flat for this? And you add in the goofy cartoon entrance that unless they're actually uh, somehow emitting electricity from her hands at the beginning of that entrance, and it's not CGI, I mean, it, it must look so goofy. She's doing like haya. haiya," like she's doing like just generic karate sounds. It sounds like um, if I didn't know any better, I'm listening to like you know Power Rangers in 1995, and I'm sitting there just if I had the if I had the picture off and just listening to the sound, it it sounds like she's being a parody of herself. It sounds like I mean, listen to hi-yah. "haiya," uh, what? what it's so hokey it's too much and if you're not going to even explain by the way what character you are like what are you protecting i can't ask that i'm not allowed we know nothing about this woman and i can't ask a very basic question i mean in the ring she's fine it seems like It, it was okay but all right let's move on Giving you guys more fuel that hate my guts. By the way, those of you be listening and think I complain all the time, there's your fuel for the night. All right, but if you still if you hate me, why? I mean, you're still adding to my download numbers, so continue to listen. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Um, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, oh, okay, so. The, the, this was in the notes of my phone. I love to take these notes because I know I'll forget if I don't do it. Um, aha. I know I skipped over the I already talked about this part, but I didn't specifically address this. So when we had Naomi and Sasha make the announcement that they're going to be targeting the SmackDown Women's uh, SmackDown or rather the Women's Tag Team Championships, the interviewer backstage right after naomi said that that they're looking at the they meaning us we are looking at the next women's tag team champions the interviewer when they cut to the next segment said I'm not sure what she uh, what naomi meant by next women's tag team champions but uh, wait a minute what do you mean you don't know of course you do, do did you miss the implication that they're going to challenge for the uh, women's tag belts or they, is that just a generic line that wasn't thought through when she said it? And she just says it. Cause that's what you always say. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that was anybody else catch that. I mean, it, it was absolutely bizarre. It felt like she was, it wasn't Sarah Schreiber either. It was somebody else a new announcer, a new interviewer, you know, Hey, God bless her. She's doing her job. But it was a very silly transition. Naomi just said what they're gonna do, and then the announcer, the the interviewer, five seconds after that, says, Well, I'm not sure what she meant by, you know, uh next women's tag team champions, but I'm gonna introduce, and she went to interview somebody else. It was bizarre. I I don't know. It was weird, 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 weird. Okay. The main event here of SmackDown saw Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have their contract signing. Lesnar was taunted and disrespected reigns repeatedly um uh, you know just kind of said that this is my camera this is these are my people this is you know all this stuff and um we all know how this is going to end which did and brock said that the only person stopping me from tearing you apart and and your your security your your what was it your poop stain or something like that i don't know i forget your skid mark um your skid mark uh security team is Brock Lesnar, and then he proceeded to after they both signed the contract to um, g- just completely Brock Lesnar destroyed everybody as expected. F five to one of the uh, security team. We had Roman and the Usos escape through the uh, up the ramp as expected to, and that was that. So these contract signings are so bizarre. You know, I, I always say that too because no, you always usually know somebody's going through a table. And, you know, while it's predictable, it's always fun to see who goes through it. But how can you say, like Corey Graves did last week on Raw, that it's now 100% official. Brock Lesnar will face Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. And then immediately when after Corey Graves said that on Raw, we got Paul Heyman coming out saying, well, 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 it may not be a championship. It may be only be a universal championship because Brock could lose his belt on May 5th or March 5th. I mean, so you get that immediately following. And then... You have the contract signing this week? Ha. So you're telling me you made something official. You you advertised it as a billion-dollar company. You advertise it to fans as a uh, definite happening. And then you then follow up the following show, not the one before. The next show you do with these two on it, you have a contract signing to make it official? But I thought you just told me it was. I don't know. I think too logically, I think. I hope I'm taking the fun out of it for all of you. I'm taking the soul out of wrestling for all of you. That's what I. That's my goal here. Just take all the fun out of wrestling. That's that's what I want to do. All right. So here's what Bleacher Report said about this segment. The pacing of SmackDown was awkward all night, but this was especially strange as there were two commercial breaks during this main event segment. Brock did not come out until there was less than ten minutes left in the show. Once Lesnar got started, this went as expected. He had fun playing with uh, playing the Heyman role on the in the ring before getting an easy workout in throwing around some random people. Reigns played confident while clearly frazzled. Uh, the storyline storytelling is simple beyond the repetitive hype to uh, the need to hype the greatness of the match. WWE has often felt the need to tell people how to feel, hyping this match beyond what it can deliver, labeling a match. That has already happened twice at WrestleMania and even four months ago at Crown Jewel as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time will not make it so. Well, at least Bleacher Report also agrees. I mean, it's not even that. We've seen them at SummerSlam. We saw them at Day One. We saw them at, I think, a Crown Jewel pay-per-view a couple of years ago. We saw them at two WrestleManias. I mean, it has been just, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I could see this actually getting booed at WrestleMania. I don't think it'll happen, but again, I think there's a strong possibility. All right, so uh, that a very SmackDown heavy show is always on the weekend review. The other thing I'd be looking out for on Raw now. Let's look at the weekend review on Raw very very quickly. You know, RK Bro versus Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins win here as expected. It was a back and forth exchange, and uh, Orton and Riddle's team as a. Time as a team is about to come to an end. I mean, I think that's what we all believe. Orton and Riddle are about to implode, and we could see that this week. I, I think it's very, very possible. Um, very possible. And this week, now that they have lost that match, things are not good. I think we could finally see that. And we've at, the, at that point we've only got what f- you know four weeks and change until WrestleMania. They got they don't have a whole ton of time to, to uh, make this happen. So. Uh, Damian Priest and Shelton Benjamin happened where um we had, of course, Shelton Benjamin not win. I don't even know the last time Shelton has won a match. Nikki ASH and Rhea Ripley. I mean, we it made Nikki look weak as a competitor, but I don't care because her character is so terrible. So Rhea Ripley gets the victory there. Uh we got Tommaso Champa and Finn Balor versus the Dirty Dogs. Uh, let's see we got champa getting the victory um we also got the alpha academy versus the three profits boy am i enjoying the alpha academy as of late they are they're the unsung heroes right now alpha academy just has it man i'm loving it but um gable got the pin after otis uh used his weight to collapse montez ford but also we had gable hold the leg of montez ford so he couldn't kick out so that was that um so yeah i mean that's pretty much it the raw was a bit uneventful i remember saying that on the raw review raw in review show and i just i I think that they're they need to ramp things up quickly and if you're gonna do a stone cold steve austin and kevin owens matchup boy you don't have much time left i mean how how if that's happening you only get to give what three four weeks of promotion I don't even think it's going to happen this week either. He'll continue to run down Texas and tease that he's going to, you know, have a match with Austin. I st- I mean I don't think the match is happening. I think it's more of stunner beer stunner stunner at WrestleMania and then that's it. But to me they have a tag team title match next week on Raw, not not tomorrow night on Raw, next week on Raw, which means Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens wouldn't happen until after Kevin Owens realizes he doesn't have a path to WrestleMania. And then, you know, then all of a sudden glass crashes and Austin comes out, right? So, until this tag title run or this tag team run with Rollins is done, I wouldn't look for Austin to come out at any point, you know? So, I still believe we'll get Stone Cold 100% at WrestleMania, just not in a wrestling capacity, just in a stunner and beer bath capacity, as we've been accustomed to the last 19 years since he's been out of action. So, all right, guys, so big things to look for on Raw. You want to look for Stone Cold hints? Continue to look for those from Kevin Owens running down Texas or maybe saying in a promo, you know, I'm that's the Stone Cold truth, right? I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't said something like that just to kind of wink and nod at fans. Um, so look for that. Look for the continued disintegration, if not the complete implosion, of RK Bro, who turns heel, and that's going to be very interesting to me. Um, we, we continue to look for Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. And there may be one upsmanship or another face to face or whatnot. So there's that on the women's side of things. So it's an interesting Raw, an interesting Raw roster. Sadly, there's no championship for any of them to compete for at WrestleMania. Just pride and personal issues. That's it. That's it. So, well, that's it for me too tonight, guys. I want to appreciate, or I do appreciate everybody for listening here as is, uh, always every single week, every single show. You guys are the w- reasons that we're here. Uh, and I do appreciate it. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple podcast or Spotify really does help us. I promise. Even if you hate on us and want to want to write in mean things that make my tummy hurt, you can do that too. Cause I really, I like, I care, but I don't, right? I mean, I could say that I don't care yet. I would act like I do. Cause I bring it up on the show. So that's what I'm saying. I kind of do kind of don't. Um, but I just, Hey, you comment, whatever you want. You love the show. You love it. You don't, you don't. It's not for everybody, but, um, So that is it for me tonight, guys. Tomorrow, I'll be doing What If with Anthony DeMarco. Tuesday is the Raw in Review, and I have a co-host for that. And then Wednesday is the mailbag, and then I get a breather. Starting Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Those are like my nights to... I uh, kind of decompressed from this show decompress from work everything else uh i mean i still post stuff but i don't record usually in those nights unless something big happens so uh guys thank you so much as always continue c- or consider going vip on my page on wwe you click the join button or the login button it'll bring you right to my page and use the code wrestlemania to get a dollar f- or a- to get half off which will end up being a dollar fifty for the month pretty good and you get also video updates that you don't get anywhere else. You don't get them on TikTok, you don't get them on Patreon, but uh, that's also available to you. Patreon's there too if you want to go. I mean, God, guys, Apple Podcasts, I'm not going to make this into a big commercial. I'm going to stop there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I do appreciate it. And as always, take care. I'll talk to you next time. Have you searched for yourself online lately? What did you find? The last thing you need is your home address and phone number readily available on the web to stalkers, debt collectors, and Karens. You need Privacy Pros. Privacy Pros works by pairing you one-on-one with a data specialist, monitoring over 160 sites, removing your information, and sending quarterly reports. Let Privacy Pros get their hands dirty so you don't have to. Visit privacypros.com slash wrestling. That's privacypros.com slash wrestling for more information. Start this new year off clean with Privacy Pros, the premier professional opt-out services. Thanks for listening to the WWE podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com.